Thanks for tuning in to today's Horsewoman podcast. Our show explores women in the horse industry as they share their dreams, challenges, successes. What drives these women? Well, let's find out. Hey, this is Rose Cushing, host of today's Horsewoman podcast. We are in Red Oak, North Carolina today with Virginia Godwin. And Virginia has made many accomplishments in the Arabian horse world and the horse world in general. She's a pretty special lady. So I hope you'll enjoy learning more about her and get some good advice and tips from her. So Virginia, tell me a little bit about how you came to horses. Well, my family um, was in the saddlebird industry way back when. I'm talking about in the 40s. Um, uh, really good friends with Jean McLean Davis, who was a prominent breeder in the saddlebird world. And unfortunately, my grandparents that were kind of on the horsey set of my family died way too young, uh, didn't have a chance to meet them. However, the genes must have pulled through for sure. Um, and my dad, you know, was slowly kind of, you know, introduced carefully, I will say, to the horse industry. Um, his brother was actually killed in a horse show. So to be perfectly wow. honest with you, my parents, um, it wasn't a very happy thing that I decided to go this route, but I know it's in my genes. I know that, um, that they really overcame a lot. I didn't really press them to be overly involved. Um, and they actually became involved in their own time. Um, and now um, it's just a wonderful topic of conversation and, you know, it's, um, I don't know, it's just so wonderful if, you know, because I knew how much my dad had to overcome me getting in the horse industry and, and to hear him say he's proud of me and you're doing a great job and, and now you're a judge because he's like, he's a real judge. He's, uh, he's not a horse judge. You know, so it's funny we joke about all that when I first judged my first national horse show and heard them announce me as Judge God when he was looking at the live stream. And he goes, well, that was really nice to hear, darling. Yeah. <laughs> so that was fun. But, um, and then from, I tell you, 4-H had a huge impact on me. Huge. I was in 4-H for 11 years. Cannot express the importance of kids being involved in that. It's huge. It, may, it has made me who I am. Um, I always go back to my roots. And then it's fun to do clinics and help them achieve their dreams. But it's such a powerful program, and I can't real. I just, you know, can't emphasize that enough. You know, eighty percent of the people that I interview that are successful are four H kids. Well, there you go. I mean, honestly, it, it speaks it, for itself. It really is true. You know, without a doubt. Um, and then you know, I went to college. I rode, you know, you know, as a as a teenager and taught some lessons and stuff like that. I actually bought a horse and my parents didn't know it. I had that for about a year and then they found out. And then they kind of came on board a little more, you know, so I was pretty sneaky. I did a lot of stuff to stay in it, not to upset them. But um, all in all, it's all worked out great and um, worked for um, uh, Cypress-born Arabians when I was a teenager. and. Then went to Randolph-Macon Women's College to, and I thought I was going to be a biologist, mm -hmm. and uh, wanted to be an educator, you know, at the university level. Taught there for a couple of years, but just realized that 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 particular environment just wasn't for me. Um, not the, you know, not the intellectual part, but trying to move up in that academic world 
you know, people have tenure above you and trying to move up is just, it's a long time and I'm just really impatient sure. on accomplishment. So, you know, I went a lot of different routes, um, trying to become a game biologist and things of that nature and in the process people wanted me to come work their horses in their backyard. Mm -hmm. um, right. And there starts Chesapeake Training Center. One became two, two came four, four became eight. By the time I got to 10, people said, get your own place. Right. And then it just went crazy. We started, I started it in, um, with another friend of mine in um, 1983. Um, and it's still alive. It's gone a lot of different routes. But um, I'm proud to say that it's still strong and living well. That is so awesome. Why Arabians? They're so smart. They are smart. Not only are they beautiful, they challenge your every being. They challenge every emotion you have <laughs> to work with them. You know what? But when you get their trust and the response that you want, you know, they're so reactive. Um, and I think a lot of people have trouble working with them sometimes because they can't tell the difference sometimes between reaction and response. And you have to find the response. Um, and when you can tone down the reaction and get a response from them, it's just magical. So in your career, you, you ride, you drive, you judge, you do mm -hmm. a lot of things. What's your favorite thing that you do? Oh, driving. Driving. For sure. Yeah. You know, I was blessed. Um, I had a client that purchased an extraordinary horse. And um, I had never, you know, I drove as a kid, but I never drove competitively. And so we had this horse going under saddle, um, and the kids were going to show her too. So, as most professionals know, it's hard to have a lot of jockeys on a very high caliber. You know, this is a six-figure horse, so she's very high caliber. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just decided, well, I'm going to break it or drive so I can have my own thing right. with her. And they didn't want to do that, you know, so it, it worked out great. Um, and she was pretty much undefeated her whole career. She was nine-time national champion and really put me on the map. So I owe her a lot, for sure. Um, but it's just, you know, it's got a little bit of NASCAR to it. It's got a lot of elegance to it. You know, so it kind of challenges everything that I you know, get a rise out of. Cushing Media is proud to present our first event for 2021, our Everything Equine Expo, a tribute to horsewomen. April 16th through 18th, at the Lake Waccamaw Equestrian Center, Bill Thompson Lane, Lake Waccamaw, North Carolina. Our colt starting will feature six of the finest cowgirls in the business. Even the horses for colt starting will be fillies and provided by Lost Creek Cattle Company of Tennessee. Professional demos, trail challenge, colt starting, and equestrian entertainment show on Saturday night. Tickets available online or at the gate for just $30 for the entire weekend, including all events, or $15 per day. Follow us on Facebook at Everything Equine Expo, a Cushing Media production. So, as a woman in the horse industry, what kind of challenges do you feel like you've faced? Well, number one... Um, it, you have to let your work speak for itself. You can't, you know, oversell yourself in the beginning, you know, because there are too many talented people out there. Mm -hmm. 
And, and I think the, the best advice that my father gave me, and, and I guess it was, you know, I saw some of my colleagues were landing jobs with big farms, and I was kind of holding on to my own little Chesapeake Training Center, my own business, and, you know, and he was like, well, it's your own business, so, you know, that's, it's in its infancy. Yeah. Um, and all these other guys were getting the pretty trucks and the good horses and the drapes and everything. And he goes, darling, the only thing you have to be is the last man standing. And, and I have to say it's the best piece of advice that, that I've ever been given um, because, you know, it's the turtle and, the, you know. Hair. Absolutely, yeah. And I've watched a lot of my friends come and go. Slow and, and steady. And, yeah, and, and a lot of times you get in situations where you're expendable and all of a sudden your job is gone sure. for whatever reason, however it was financed or what have you. You know, so I say to women out there, the first thing you have to do is just be devoted to your passion. And I don't care what it is in the, in the horse industry, you know, whether it's being a steward, a judge, a horse trainer, an instructor, we need you all. Right. So, you know, they're all super important. Um, and I think too, you know, it's a physical sport to beat the band. And you can't fall but so many times mm -hmm. and get back up as quick as you used to. Right. And I know, you know, now I'm 61 this year, and, you know, I don't bounce as good as I do. I don't even walk as good as I used to. Mm -hmm. You know, so I've had to kind of reinvent myself a lot um, as, you know, I, when I moved to North Carolina, we had a, before I moved to North Carolina, we had a farm in Smithfield, and we had like 50 horses in training, and staff of nine, and trucks and trailers, and all sorts of stuff, and you know, when I hit 50, I decided that, you know what, I'm going to start a healthy exit strategy without exiting. Right. And I think that's important for my colleagues when your body starts to say, you need to listen up here. Mm -hmm. You know, because I don't want to be, I see so many, many of my colleagues that are training way too many horses, riding not very um, pleasant horses to be on, challenging. They're just, I'm not saying they're not pleasant, they're just overly challenging, you know, and you hit the ground a few times, break a hip, break a whatever. Yeah. You don't come back like you used to. And the other thing, too, is that there's so many young people that are coming up, you know, that you need to help. Your knowledge is gold. Mm -hmm. And, and that's kind of where I started to go. You know, I, I picked a couple of young trainers. I have a new young trainer here um, who's starting her own business. This was her first year starting her own business. You know, so I'm trying to help her pilot that um, a little bit. And there's a couple of other trainers um, that I do the same thing with. I'm, they call me phone a friend. Right. That's <laughs> so, the one you know, luxury. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, you know, it's, and I think that's important that we get out of the way. Mm-hmm. You know, get out of the way, you know, let them stumble, let them fall, pick them up, brush them off, send them on their way. Mm -hmm. um, you're you're going to be useful all the time unless your ego is caught up in it. Right, right, that and, makes sense. And, and I guess my identity was never in the ribbons. It was in the ride. Yeah. So um, I've had more rides in rings at training centers, you know, where we operated that I was more proud of than any national champion ride I ever had. Right. And no one ever saw it. Right. Because that's where you see the results. I yeah. mean, the first time. Yep. That makes sense. Yep. Definitely.
We can't be successful without your donations as our partners. Every event that Cushing Media Productions produce donates $1 from ticket sales to Cushing Equestrian Fund. Join us, Cushing Equestrian Fund, your trusted source in an emergency. Follow us on Facebook, and you can donate on our website, www.cushingmedia.net. So what's left on your bucket list? You know what? I am absolutely the luckiest person on the planet to say that, that I have done everything in this industry that I wanted to do. I wanted like? to, you know, and I don't know many people that can say that. Right. Um, you know, started as a young trainer, started, started right from the get-go with my own business, which was really scary. Um, but it paid off. Um, decided I was not going to be a judge until I had shown every discipline on the national mm -hmm. level that I was going to judge. Mm -hmm. You know, so once I did that, then I started to pursue that. Um, and I've had my judge's card, I guess, about seven years, but I've been so fortunate to have judged um, youth nationals, um, midsummer nationals, the Scottsdale Show, U.S. nationals. You know, those are just amazing events mm -hmm. to, I mean, when you walk in on those green shavings and say, wow, your peers that you have been with all your lives now want your opinion. Right. You know, so, right. so that was a big, you know, that's a, that's a real important part of my life now. And the other thing is, um, you know, because your body starts to say, slow down, um, you know, I decided that that I was going to try and put Humpty Dumpty back together again. And not myself, which I probably should do that. But um, um, now I have a rehab business. Mm -hmm. um, and it's called Professional Performance Solutions. And I go to all the major shows. And we manage about 250 horses. Right. With different types of equipment, um, lasers, MagnaWave. Um, and then have discussions about nutrition, nutrition, farrier, you know, and, and now it's because you've been, I've been training horses for, in the eons and decades. Um, now I can also institute that part of it. You know, I can, you know, the horse is getting sore, you know, so tell me what the discipline is, tell me how you warm it up. You know, and sometimes we can come up with a solution just in technique. Right. So it's been real full circle. That has just taken off like crazy. That's awesome because there's not a whole lot of people that do that with your background. Well, I mean, that's just it. It's, it's, that's what makes it so fun. So now I'm behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's great. I get to see my friends. I get to work on amazing horses. Don't have to wear the clothes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you're there for the horse. Right, right. And, and it's just that the horses, you know, that, that we have um, earned the right, and, and I will say that underlined, to work on, you know, are just some of the best in our industry. You know, and to walk in that stall and know that, you know, the owner and the trainer is depending on you to come up with a solution to make it better. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's it's just a thrill. Absolute that is thrill. Awesome. Wow. I didn't know you had all I knew you had the MagnaWave, but you've come a long way. Yeah, since it's fine. Stall. You know, yeah. I just hired an assistant, um, you know, so it's growing and mm -hmm. um, I've kind of, you know, you know, She's shadowing me now, and, and I'm hoping that, you know, that's going to, she's amazing. Um, that's going to kind of take off, you know, on its own accord. Right. Now, you had a stallion last time we talked. Do you still have him? 
I do. Um, we actually, I actually had two. Um, I had one um, that I own myself, and then we actually inherited one when we bought the farm. He's still here. I just love him. I don't care what he does. Right. Actually, I'm actually kind of excited because um, Jesse Chase um, came out to visit, and he saw him, and he really likes him, so I'm sending him to Jesse and said, make him great. Yeah. You know, because he's you know has kind of a ranch horse look to him or raining look to him. Jesse's great, and I'm really excited that um, he's going to go that route. And my other stallion I sold. Oh, okay. So, and now um, he's going to be a youth horse. So nice. I'm really excited about that, too. That is so nice. So in, in your history, in your career, you were telling me about the driving. Uh-huh. How would you give people advice to get involved with driving? Well, um, you know what? Driving, um, it's a lot of fun. Um, you really have to do your homework. Mm-hmm. because there's nothing worse than a driving wreck. It's one thing when you're learning to ride and you fall off, and if you're in a group, you know, most of the time, everything's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, if you didn't fall too bad or whatever, you'll get up, dust yourself off, and get back on. If you have a driving problem where the horse gets away from you and now you've got a loose buggy in the ring, then you've got a real problem. Mm-hmm. You know, so you really have to accept the responsibility of what can happen and what are you going to do about it, you know, if you're driving this horse around. And believe me, there's nothing more thrilling than seeing a horse's neck as tall as a tree in front of you, and you can also see his knees and everything else. However, um, when they start kicking at you and all of a sudden get a leg over a shaft, that's a whole nother deal. Yeah. You know, so you also have to have all the players in place, and that is a qualified header. And I think a lot of people, I see a lot of people driving that they'll say, oh, I'll just pull somebody, hey, come head for me. And they have no idea what to do if the horse were to rear or bolt or take off or what have you in the lineup. So there's so many things that you have to be responsible for because there's so many things that can go wrong. And if they do, you know, I've, you know, I've had a wheel fall off, I've had a trace break, I've had a rain come undone, you know, and you have to have a plan. <laughs> I would think so. <laughs> or, you're, or you're in real trouble, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, I don't want to scare anybody off of it, you know, because it's also a thrill and, you know, you've got the, like the saddlebred type horses, you know, which the horse that I was driving was half saddlebred, half Arab, you know, so it was a fine harness mm-hmm. kind of a look and feel. Now, you can get involved in carriage driving and obstacle driving, which is a little um, lower key. You know, the horses aren't quite so amped up. Mm-hmm. Great way to, to start. Absolutely great way to start. Right. Hey, y'all. This is Lonnie from Mule City Specialty Feeds, located in Benson, North Carolina. It's almost springtime. Is your horse blooming? Does your horse have a shiny coat and healthy hooves? How much extra time and money are you spending mixing supplements in the feed room? when you could be enjoying your horse in the arena or out on the trail. Then look no further. Mule City Specialty Feeds has a line of equine feeds that delivers maximum nutrition. From your performance horse to your weekend trail horse, our line of maximum nutrition equine feeds offers five different complete balanced formulas that will take you out of the feed room and into the saddle. In addition to equine feeds, we also offer complete feeds for your barnyard pets and livestock. For more details, visit our website at MuleCity.com, follow us on Facebook, or give us a call at 
587-9229. And don't forget, Mule City delivers. You know, probably what I do want to mention um, is that there's so many people that participated in getting me where I am today. Um, and they supported my passion, they worked really hard, they worked themselves to the bone, um, and your success is based on who you're surrounded by. So, you know, I think that would be something really important for the younger folks. It's not about the check. It's not about the almighty dollar. It's not about the ribbon. You know, there are huge life lessons here. You know, and the network that you form because you weren't bad-mouthing someone or, you know, or you weren't being a bad sport or that kind of a deal, or you weren't stealing a client or selling a horse that you know that person should not buy. All those things will haunt you. Um, and so I think integrity is key, and you just need to write it on your hand and look at that word every day before you make a decision. Um, so, you know, that will be one thing because it's the, the people that I have was so fortunate to have um, behind me, grooms, stall cleaners, vets, farriers, you name it, friends, you know, Beth, it's, it's you, you know, they're priceless. I agree with you. The horse world is a small world after all. And Very. And everything you do bad, we'll find you sooner or later. Well, and I'll tell you something else my dad told me. You know, he's, you know, the other thing he said, listen, someone's always watching. And in today's world, video in you. Well, I know. <laughs> and the, the cell phones mm -hmm. and everything else. And, and you've got to be really, really careful um, because all of a sudden you'll be on Facebook in a situation that you don't want to be sure. on Facebook or you know, we, you know, when we were all in this, there was no social media. Yeah. There wasn't even a computer. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm telling my age now. But, um, you know, so it's so crazy. It's good and bad. Absolutely. You know, I think that, that I'd, I'd like to see, and, and I'll tell you, with the whole COVID thing, you know, there is a silver lining to that. And, and Rodney, thank God you survived that. And thank the Lord. Um, you know, but it, it's amazing how close families are getting because they can't go anywhere. Sure. The horse business is doing great yeah. because they're buying horses so these kids can be outside. Um, and, and, you know, not that we have the masses come to the farm because we won't allow that right now. Mm -hmm. But um, there, I think that you see more kids outside than on their cell phones and on their computers and, you know, playing video games or you know, or what have you, and I know the COVID thing has been a terrible, terrible situation, um, but I think that, you know, that it, that it has had um, a positive effect on parenting and, you know, especially when you got to teach your kids at home, and, mm -hmm. and now get out of the house and go to the barn. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with you. I mean, it's, it's, um, it was a rough year, but it's also been a good year for us because we've been able to reflect on our life and figure out what we really want and what, all of a sudden you know, you know what you have priorities yeah. and they're like like real priorities yeah you know i mean i i'm not going to be running with my hair on fire anymore i'm going to do it slow and easy at, at my pace and have balance and family and I think, you know, uh, and I, I think there's a, there's a message right there absolutely because <laughs> i wasn't i kept thinking i always i would have time for that later and i realized this year that you don't no no you sure don't so we we are uh, 
spending a lot of time with our kids and our grandkids and each other and and uh, the business is not the most important thing in my life anymore. Well, but I tell you one thing, Rose, and, and, and I hope you leave this on this podcast. Your support of people like me is priceless. That means so much to me. I, I have to tell you, um, because you know, we have not known each other very long, but um, but you have really you know inspired me, number one, to be concerned about the media and use it as a tool and and all those things and you do such a good job and every time you put something on TV or the computer or whatever we are on it thank you <laughs> thank you that means a lot you know um, during COVID I wasn't going to come back to work because I mean I haven't done anything in a year you know and I thought right. well, is anybody going to want to come you know to my events or anything and and I've had a very warm reception coming back into it so, well but you're smart enough just like what you're doing here to reinvent yourself yeah that's what everybody's having to do with this whole COVID deal. You know, so, all right, so now you're faced with, there are no horse shows. Right. Or there are not many. Um, so, it, and there was so much emphasis put on, take the horse to the horse show, go to the horse show. And I'm like, you better start taking these people trail riding, you know, or doing something with their horse or. Yeah. You know, yeah. because it's. If you don't have a, the horse show can't be the only thing that drives you or drives your um, livelihood. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. You know, so you, I mean, but people still, to this day, after thousands of years, want to learn how to ride. Yeah, that they do. And and they want creative ways to have that relationship with yep. the horse. You know, it's not about the ribbon anymore like no. it used to be. They want that connection. No, I mean, it, it's your livelihood if it's their pet. Yeah. I mean, my God, they're not going to get rid of it. That's right. That's absolutely <laughs> You know, it. and I think that the problem is with some of the, the young trainers and stuff is that, you know, they want the next best thing. They want the big, you know, they want the, ne the next latest and greatest horse in the barn. Yes. And, um, you know, I'm really trying to preach that if you can keep that horse going, take care of it and not be in a hurry and not blow its legs off and not blow its mind, you know, those people will stay in it. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't have the same, um, you know, a lot of clients don't have the same dreams and the same, um, you know, goals that you have. And I think that's where it gets a little skewed, too, that you really need to find out what the goals of your client, it may just be to have that horse until 30 years old. Yeah. So you better take good care of it. Yeah. And I'm not saying you can't go to some horse shows or stuff, but, you know, don't get hung up, you know, on you. Right. Right. I agree. That's very, very good advice for people. Very good. Awesome. Well, thank you for spending time with no, us. No. And I've so I, enjoyed it. I enjoyed this, so. I think that'll probably be on a podcast. So I hope you enjoyed today's show. Our souls wander in similar places. Even though we may not know each other, we touch the same wind, we walk under the same sky, and our hearts wander in the same dreams. We are one, women just like you and me. Thank you for listening.